But that's old game, as we used to say. That stuff old. She told me about it. She tell me about it. They tell me about it. I got people my age tell me about this old stuff that the devil's still doing, trying to get us, trying to shake our faith. He can't stop you. You're unstoppable. You can only stop yourself. That's it. The devil can't do nothing with you. So I feel like going on. I feel like pressing my way. Yes, I do. Oh, glory. The things that we know, we know. But the things that we don't know, we put them in God's hand. But we hope. Jesus is our hope, Brittany. He's our anchor. And who's going to let go of that anchor? Nobody. Okay, what the devil do? God is just a wonderful, wonderful, good God. You slept 10 hours, 11 hours, 10 hours. She slept 11 hours. He promised to give us sweet sleep. He promised. Who's getting sweet sleep now? (laughs) God is a good God. Oh, yes, he is. He's a great God. Oh, yes, he is. God promised to do those things. He who promises what? Faithful. He is a faithful and a just God. Come on, give your tithes and our offerings this morning. Hallelujah. He is good. Good, good, good. What you want? Devil ain't did nothing but fired us up. He made a mistake. He don't know what he's doing. He got folk feet patting nine. And they ready to go. They ready to go. And got this brother, he says that, you know, he eat a good meal. And my sons be calling him and say, how did it taste, brother? He said, taste so good, make you pat your feet. God so good, make you want to pat your feet, don't he? He's so good, he make you want to pat your feet, do things you ain't never done before. My God, if you feel like running around the church, run around the church. You ain't never done that before, take your lap. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He's a mighty God and he's worthy to be praised. Yes, he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Man, I'm going to try to do this thing. Y'all been hitting all around my little sermon. <laughs> They've been hitting all around. Brother Joe started this morning. Me and Kobe looked at each other like, really? Man, God is just good. I know the thoughts, he said, that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace. Who don't got no peace this morning? We'll impart it to you. Who ain't got peace this morning? We'll impart the peace to you. To give you peace. He said thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you that expected end. You better expect it. Because the end of all things is at hand. Hallelujah. Has everybody had the chance to give this morning? Take your time, sister. Hallelujah. I just want to thank the Lord for what he's doing. Yes, he is, Pastor. He don't know how to be nobody else but him. He ain't finna change for nobody. 
ain't changing. He's a God and he changed not. Let's bow our heads. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this part of the service. We thank and praise you, Father God, for being such a blessing to us, Lord. Not only God blessing the works of our hand, but God blessing us, God, with the peace, joy, God. Oh, God, love in the Holy Ghost, Lord. We thank you right now, Father. And we just pray, Father God, you continue to bless this house, Lord, as we give you praise and glory, God, as we acknowledge you, God, in all our ways, Father. We just ask that you bestow a blessing on those that wanted to give, God, but did not have to give. Bless them, Father God, anyhow, God, in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Give God some praise this morning. <laughs> lift him up. Lift him up because he's worthy to be praised. I know ain't nothing but a few of us here, but we still can lift him up. Hallelujah. We still can lift him up. Thank you, Brian. He is great and greatly to be praised. My God is a good God. And it's, it's a blessing to be a witness. A witness to those that are going through, but still giving God praise. That is a blessing. In the fire, but still giving God praise. That's a blessing. My God. We, we found out that we don't have to wait until this story ends. We know the ending. So we can shout now. So ain't nothing to be sad about. We can give him glory now because we know the ending. We are already victorious. We won this thing already. We just got to go on through. That's all. We just got to go through. I'm a winner. I don't know about nobody else. I'm a winner. I don't care what the devil say. I'm a winner. I don't care what the people say. I am a winner. That's who I am. I am a winner. I am victorious. That's who I am. Who are you? Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Exodus. Three. I'm going to try to bless you this morning. I want to thank the Lord for just being a good God to me. Being a merciful God. You know, as I. I've been talking to a lot of folk. And as I talk to them people and tell the people try to encourage them and man it just makes me see myself and where God has brought me from what he has brought me through you know things that I thought I couldn't survive things that I said Lord how I'm gonna get out of this one but here I am I'm out of this one I'm gonna be out of that one and that one and that one and all those that come I'm gonna be out of them because God's going to carry us through those things. So I just thank God for bringing me this far. And I know God is not through with us yet. So hold on, saints of God. Be of good carriage. I mean good carriage. Not be of good carriage. God had to encourage Joshua. He told him to be of good carriage. Know that I am with you. Don't be afraid nor dismayed. He encouraged him because he knew Joshua had to conquer Jericho. God sees what the things that we have to conquer. So God is encouraging us every day because there's some things, there's some lands that we got to conquer. You know, some hills up there we got to put our flag on, that blood-stained banner. We got to stake our claim. There's some valleys that we got to go in, go 
Go and rescue some people. So be of good carriage. Know that God is with you. You're not going by yourself. He ain't sending you out there by yourself. Because if you go by yourself, you're going to come back whipped. Yeah, that happened. When God told him to go and get this land. Said, we, we can't go and get this land. We are as grasshoppers to what's out there. And this, a lot of saints feel like that they are just small and they can't handle this thing. But when you don't, when you don't go with God, you're going by yourself. Yeah, you can't handle it. It's too big for you. This is going to take something greater and mightier. And I don't know nobody greater and mightier than God. And that's what it's going to take. Him and him alone. He just choose to make you part of it. That's all. I'm going to make you part of this thing. He's good. He is good. Heavenly Father, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, as always, God, for giving me, God, an opportunity, Lord, to handle this word. Not only in this pulpit, God, but, God, out there in the street, God, where it's much needed, God. In my home, God, where it's much needed, God. Even, God, over myself, where it's much needed, God. I thank you, Father, for letting me handle this word. And I pray, Father, God, that you would use me, God, for the time that you allowed me today, God. I pray, God, that you would bless your people, God. I just want to be a servant, God. I want to bless them, Father, God, because, God, you bless me God Lord you said God you would bless me God if I bless them Lord so Lord let me bless the people on this morning God I pray Father God that you would use me by the Holy Ghost in Jesus name give God some praise hallelujah he's good he's great we're going to be talking about somebody ain't but somebody ain't but one somebody we ought to always talk about We find ourselves talking about Paul and Peter and Moses. But ain't but one person we're supposed to be talking about. One person, one God. And that's God himself, the great I am. Hallelujah. We're going to start in the very first verse. I just feel like I'm forgetting something. But he'll bring it to me. He'll bring it to me. We're talking about I am. That's what we're going to talk about. I am. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire. But the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight. Why this bush is not burned. Moses saw this bush burning and he took notice of this bush on fire, but it's not being consumed. And sometimes you can feel like that bush you know, you can feel like you're in the fire, but people trying to figure out why you ain't been consumed. Why haven't the devil destroyed you? And so Moses, he turned aside. He said, I got, God has got my attention. This bush has got my attention. I got to see what's going on. You know, God has got people uh, looking to see what he's doing. And God is only interested in people who's interested in what he's doing. You know, not what you want to do. You know, you know, God is doing great things for people. And so people are, they're going through, but God is 
allowing people to take notice in people's lives. Lord, how does she, how does she stand all of that? You know, you are a testimony, Pastor. You are a testimony. And I said it so many times. Maybe it's for me. We're going to be in trouble <laughs> if we don't do the things that we have seen our leaders do. You know, the Bible tells us to consider those who have ruled over you. He said, consider their faith. You know, follow them. You know, and what she's doing, man, is just marvelous in my eyes. You know, how God has just been with her. You know, and everybody want to give. She's talking about this morning. Everybody want to give mom and daddy instruction. Our kids are always telling us what we ought to do. You know, see, man, dad, look. Y'all need to, your mom need to do this. Y'all, see, y'all just don't know. We get to the point to where we just get tired of telling them. We just smile at them and say, when you get there, then you'll know. Cause right now you, you don't know what you're talking about. That ain't, that ain't the way you, that ain't the way it's supposed to be done. You know, it's, it's written how it's supposed to be done. And you ain't read how it's supposed to be done. You're looking at other people's lives. You're going by what you see on TV. You're going about your emotions and your feelings, but you ain't following God. You got to do this thing his way. He already got to lay it out how we're supposed to do it. And his way is the only way. And it is the best way. And so people, boy, they show try to tell you, my kids show try to, they try to raise me up in the way that I should go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know, dad, you know, you getting old and you this and you that. And I just look at him and when we together, when we finish doing what we're doing, I look at him and say, who's tired? I say, man, I outlast you. This old person that you call, and I ain't old, I'm young. You know, I'm young. Yes, I am. And so God, Moses turned aside to see this great sight. And it was a great sight. You know, God doing some great things and people are noticing what God is doing. You know, God ain't just doing nothing. God is doing some great things, some awesome things. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. <laughs> and he and, and he said, draw nigh. And he said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. It is when God took notice that Moses was interested in what he was doing, he gave him a call. So God wants to call some folk, but they ain't interested right now. They're not taking notice what's going on in grandma. They're not taking notice what's going on in mama. They're not taking notice what's going on in the, in the church. They're not interested in what's going on in the church. They're interested in what's going on outside the church. Outdoors has got their, got their attention. You know what, what Joe is doing, what Susan is doing. They doing it this way and that way. It looked like it's working out for them until they really get off into Susan and Johnny and everybody else been, no, nah, they ain't working. But they got the, Turn aside and see what God is doing. So the bush that's on fire, stay on fire, bush. 
Somebody going to notice you in the fire and somebody going to approach you just like Moses approached God. What's going on with this bush? What's going on with you, Jackie? Why are you still walking around a church and your father just passed? Why are you still lifting up your holy hands and your mama lost her husband? What's what's going on with you? You're supposed to be down. You in the fire right now. You ain't consumed yet. You ain't tired of God yet? No, I ain't tired of God. So God noticed that Moses took notice and interested in what he was doing. And he gave him a call and said, Moses, Moses. God, he called us, but God ain't finished calling us. Maybe he gave you one call. He called Moses twice. Maybe just call Brian. Here am I, Lord. You got another call coming. Saints, we got another call coming. God's going to call us again for greater works. He has called us already for greater works. He said, Moses, Moses. Maybe he just said Al. Lord, I'm waiting on that other Al. I'm waiting on that other Al call. Call me again, Lord. Call me again because he said, I got great things for you to do, Moses. God got great things for you to do. Yes, he does. It ain't sitting in this church. He got great things. Like I said, more and more I talk to people, the more and more I see myself and where God has brought me and what he want me to do. You know, this is, Pastor, you said it so many years ago, this is a gas station. This is where we come and get the Filled up on the word and go back and take it to the street and people wonder where you get your word from. I don't even, I mean, I ain't boasting on this church. I'm boasting on God. But the common church people that I meet, they don't know hardly nothing about God. But what God can give them. They don't know that God can keep them in the fire. They don't know God can keep them in the storm. You know, they run off all over the place seeking, what shall I do? Brother, looking for prophets. We got to look to the Lord. We got to keep our eyes up on God. And nobody else, because can't nobody do it. God got, yes, he got prophets. When you start seeking God, God either going to send you to the prophet or send a prophet to you to speak a word. God going to send his, he's going to get his word to you. But he wants you to seek him first. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, he says, seek me early. He said, get up, go searching for Isaiah and, you know, all these prophets over in, in all of these other countries. I tell you to go over there and, and start looking for them. Seek me first, then I'll direct you. I tell you what to do. I send them to you. God is so awesome to where I had to say a word to a brother. And it still amazes me to this day. Our cell phones was off. Now, do anybody else, when your cell phone's off, can you still communicate? I mean, because I know some people say they can text or something. Our phones was cut off. <laughs> but I had a word to tell this brother. 
And God was, he was making sure that this brother was going to get this word. So all of these things kept coming. Well, I tell him when I see him, when he come to church. Oh, you need to tell him this now. Well, I call him. Now, if I call him, they're going to say this and they're going to say that. They're going to think I'm jealous. All kind of stuff still come up. He said, you need to tell him that. I thought, well, oh, if I, you know, if I can call him with this broke phone, then I tell him. Guess what? I got a phone call from that brother. And I looked at that phone like, uh, our phone is off. I said, hello? He said, hey, hey, brother Al. I said, hey, brother. And that's all he said. And the Spirit of the Lord said, speak, talk. And I began to talk to him. But God got a way of getting his work done. And after I told him what I told him, the phone was dead. <laughs> Wasn't no more use in it. You know, and God, look, God is going to get what he wants done with you or without you. So, Lord, use me. Here I am. Use me, Lord. I want to go. One monkey don't stop no show. You know, God got people everywhere. Obedient people. Not that he won't use you again, but God trying to show us something. He's trying to show us something, saints. And when the Lord, verse 4, saw that he turned aside. Okay, verse 5. And he said, draw nigh. Not here, the verse 6. I read that. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which were in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters for I know their sorrows. God is saying, listen here, I've seen the affliction of my people, Moses. I, I, I've heard their cry come before me. I know what these people are feeling because of the taskmaster. And he said, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them out, bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large and a land flowing with milk and honey unto a place where the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Parasites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians have oppressed them. Look at here. God says he sees what we're going through. He knows our sorrows. He is touched with the feeling of our affirmities. Don't think not one minute that God is sitting up there looking at you go through, looking at your children go through, your grandchildren going through, that he don't know nothing about it. Not just not know nothing about it. He said, I come down to do something about it. God is going to do something about the grandchildren, Sister Phyllis. He's going to do something about our children. He's going to do something. He said, because I knows and I see the oppression. The oppression, the taskmasters, not slaves no more. They put themselves in slaves. They're out there doing all of this stuff on their own. The world. Life itself is a taskmaster. Children don't know what to do. 
They don't know where to go. Most of them. Some of them know what to do and some just don't do it. Some of them know where to go, but they just don't go. I got a phone call this morning and said, where y'all at? Or y'all at church yet? I was thinking about coming to church. He going to come to church. <laughs> they coming to church because when, when they, when they wake up on Sunday morning, they going to, they ain't going to find me. Not at home. They going to find me doing the will of God on my post where I told God where I would be until the day I leave out of here. Ain't nothing going to stop me from serving God. I love my children, but they ain't going to stop me. They ain't going to make me stay home. I love my grandchildren, but you can't make me stay home. You got to come home. You got to come this away. That's where you got to come. And they're going to come this away. They have to come this away. Because God says, I seize and I know what they're going through. Let's go to Genesis 16. I'm talking about Abraham, Abram, and Sarah. Well, Sarah and Hagar. Y'all know the story about God promised Sarah and Abram a child in their old age. And they, just they just couldn't figure out how this was going to happen. You know, and I'm, he old, I'm old. Lord, how, how, how this thing going to happen? Well, let's Let's scratch our heads, Abraham, Abram, and figure this thing out. Oh, I know what he meant. Let's use Hagar. <laughs> he meant we're going to have a child through her, you know? And so, so, and the angel, when, when that, when, when this woman had this child, y'all know the story, when, when she had this child, Sarah got, a, got to be upset and mad at her. Start treating her bad, oppressing her. You know, might have been talking bad to her. Might have pushed her a few times. You know, what you smiling about? You, that's supposed to be my child. And so, Hagar said, I'm fed up with this. I'm tired of this. I know, I know my wife been there. <laughs> I'm tired of this. I'm sick of you, man. You know, I ain't getting married for all this. <laughs> I know you get tired, don't you? You get fed up with the devil. I know we come to, I'm tired of this devil. I'm sick of him. He keep messing with my children. I mean, I mean, we have a good day and all of a sudden he just come, we just got to pray. We just got to bombard the heavens. But when you bombard the heavens, you just got to believe God. You got to do what he say do. And he told this woman, he say, and he said, angel Lord, she, Hagar just left like most of us wanted to do. Remember, I'm being transparent with y'all. I remember Mentuan used to get upset. Why I used to get up? She used to be so calm, Pastor. She ain't no more. I'm telling you. She used to be so calm. I ain't kidding. My wife used to be so calm. Soft spoken. She's still soft spoken when she need to be. And I'm like, I'm I'm tired of this, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm finna leave. I go down mama's house, sit and talk to mama. Don't tell mama we fuss. Mama already know. There's something about a mama that know, boy. You ain't got to tell mama nothing, but mama already know. When I got through talking, said, well, okay, well, son, you going back home. <laughs> you go back home. Then I found myself going to one of our uh, properties. I go down there and stay, stay now. I'm tired. I said, get your behind up and go back home. What is you doing? Vacant house. No furniture. 
You know, I'm supposed to be renting the thing out. <laughs> Crazy. You didn't know that, did you, Pastor? <laughs> but my wife was so calm. But but God said, go on back. It wasn't that she was doing something. I was upset because she wouldn't get upset. She was just like a mama. Okay. All right. I'm like, oh. I can't get her mad, Joe. <laughs> so this woman was mad and she left. I'm sick of Sarah. I ain't got to deal with this woman. Forget her. And the angel Lord said, said unto her, return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hand. Submit yourself under her hand. That word submit causes a problem in the church. People don't want to submit to authority. People don't want to submit to abuse. People don't want to submit to nothing nowadays. So people don't want to submit to these things. God told her to go back and submit yourself to this harsh woman. What do you think God is telling us to do? Submit yourself under some harsh things. God trying to work some things out in you. He's trying to work some things out in Sarah. He's trying to work some things out in the oppression. And they can't see nothing as left uh, except they have somebody that they can look at. Well, I've been bad to this person, been mean to this person, and this person ain't doing ain't doing nothing but being good to me. What's wrong with this person? Or what's wrong with me? What's going on? So people have a problem submitting, especially when you tell pastors try to teach us wives. Submit yourself <laughs> unto your own. They have never got a problem with that. You submit yourself. Not be a slave. You ain't got that kind of husband. You know? You know, honor that man. You know, but some most men don't want to be what they supposed to be in the house so a woman got to step up. You know? Most men say, well, they the man, but they at home, woman at church. She cooking, she praising God, she keeping the house together. She the, she the bishop of that house. We got, we got to get things in order. We got to get them done decently and in order. Men got to be the head, the showing of head. We got to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And not only loved the church and gave himself for the church, we got to give ourselves, submit ourselves to our wives. You know, it goes both ways. So, so people have a problem with yielding or, 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 or coming under a person. It ain't going to work. And, except we do it his way. Well, God said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That's humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. When he tells you to do it that way. You know, it's, it's tough when people do you wrong. It's tough. Well, when I was working at that jail, well, nobody finna do me wrong. I'm standing up for myself. I ain't taking no mess off of no inmate, no staff member, or nothing. I didn't take no mess either. But I got in a mess. And when I got out of that mess, I went to another job under the same oppression. God said, you got to do it my way. You got to let me fight your battle. 
that was a hard thing to do when I'm when you're so used to standing up for yourself, you know, and you, you know, hey, look, I got five big brothers, but I can handle this. You know, you might be big, but some pipes or something laying around here somewhere. You know, we can get down. But God said, you have to humble yourself. Go back, Hagar, and submit yourself under that harsh thing. Go back, Al. I couldn't walk off that job. You know, when they was parking truck blocks up the street, look at me and say, go get a left-hand wrench. I'm thinking, really? Ain't no such thing. But God said, let me fight your battles. That's all I heard, Pastor. You must have been preaching on let God fight your battles. Because <laughs> all I heard, let me fight your battle. Battle is the Lord. So I said, okay. I go walk up there, come all the way back, put the wrench in my left hand, say, here you go. And they look at me like, oh, he trying to be funny, huh? And you said, get you, there ain't no such thing as no left hand wrench. You know, I'm going to make one for you. I'm going to put it in my left hand and give it to you. But God said, submit yourself under that stuff. I mean, all kind of stuff was going on. And I just got tired and tired. I said, Lord, you said the battle is yours. Till one day, two of them got into it. And who had to step between them and make peace and keep it quiet so they wouldn't hear about it upstairs? Me. Brothers, brothers, brothers. Stop, man. Look, yeah, you go get in your tractor. You, you come on, man. Come on. You know, God has a, he's trying to work some things out in you. You know, he's trying to work it out. Jesus will work it out. The song then told us he will work it. He said, I'm going to work it out. If you let him, we won't let God do nothing. We tie his hand. We won't let God do nothing for us. I'm going to do this. I can do that. Well, I'm so glad. I don't know what it is to buy a house. I ain't bragging. I don't know what the red tape they talk about. I'm so, I'm glad that everything, just about everything I got was given to me. That's something to brag about. I'm bragging about God, what God would do for me. If he said, if you do this, then I'll do that. But we won't let him do that because we're doing this and trying to do that too. God got things for us just like he said, but we won't go through the oppression. Man, we got to go through. It's just simple as that. We can close the book and, and if we can just get it embedded in our hearts and our mind that we're going to go through, not all the time, I'll bring you out. Talking to my son yesterday about Brother Joe was teaching about this morning about this young lady who had no idea that we were talking about a young lady yesterday, Brother Joe. And I say, son, he you get kind of concerned about your children, especially when they ain't concerned about being outdoors, going outside, trying to be with people. I'm like, that's kind of not normal, you know. But I'm glad that he ain't trying to get out there. And I thought, well, Jalen, he, he ain't doing it. Chunk didn't do it. So you train the way he's supposed to go. What's out there? I said, you don't want him out there no way. He said, go ahead. He said, Dad, I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm a homebody. Because every time you turn on the news, somebody getting killed. You know, somebody caught up. You know, and I said, man, you, you got to go. He said, yeah, I got to go. I said, your goal is here. And here you are.
with all of this space in between you and your goal, I say, stuff is going to happen. It's going to happen, man. I say, but what? Between this space, what can make you not get to your goal? He said, well, trials. So I'm going to do it again. I did it about three times. I said, listen to what I'm saying. Church, listen to what I'm saying. Here's a goal. I got a goal. Everybody got a goal? Here's the goal. And you might be here, but he, I said he was here. When you're 16, you have all this stuff. I say, what? What can keep you from getting to your goal? He put his head down. He said, Nothing. I said, that's right. Trials, tribulation, oppression. What gonna stop you from serving God? What's what, what's out there that's gonna that that bad that's gonna stop you from serving God? Nothing. I'm gonna get to my goal. Paul said, Look, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. Ain't nothing gonna stop me from getting to where I need to go. Where God, not just where I need to go, where God has designed for me to be. It's an appointed time for me to get to my goal. And it's good to have goals. But you can't let nothing, girls, buddies, drugs, none of that stuff. You can't let nothing get in get in your way. It's going to be in probably in that big space. But, man, you can go around that hurdle. God can flap them down. You ain't got to jump no hurdles. You can just knock them down for them. You step over them hurdles. God is who he say he is. We got to learn how to submit ourselves. How do you submit yourself to God when you can't submit yourself to this woman? How do you submit yourself to God when you can't submit yourself to your husband or your wife? I ain't going to bash the women. You can't submit to God. You got to do this thing down here first. The Old Testament was first. They had to do this stuff naturally first. But then the New Testament comes, you got to do it spiritually. So, you got to do it now before you talk about getting it done up there. Ain't no up there when there ain't no down here. Submit yourself. He said, go back. And I ain't telling nobody to go back. Nobody slapping you around and busting your head and kicking you and all that stuff. I ain't saying that. But people can say some harsh things. We call it verbal abuse. Like it was something new. They've been verbal abusing folk for, before Jesus. Talking bad about him before he, before he walked the earth. And so he says, submit yourself, yield, give in. Don't give up in the process of all of that oppression. Them folk didn't give up in Egypt. They kept crying out. They knew that there was a deliverer supposed to come. Because when Joseph died, he said, look, when God come and get y'all out of here, y'all bring my bones with you. Don't leave my bones because I know I don't know when, but I know God is going to come through for us. We don't know when, but we know God is going to come through. He's coming through. He's not a God that he should lie. I want to read a couple of scriptures, Ecclesiastes 10 and 4, about submitting. He said, if the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, leave not thy place. I'm going to read another uh, writing. If the ruler, if, if the ruler's anger rise up against you, 
Don't leave your place. For calmness puts great offense to rest. In other words, he's saying, look, a soft answer turns away wrath. If the ruler rises up against you, get mad at you, just don't leave your place. Don't let the devil push you out of your place. You know your stance. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Don't let the devil, because he rah, 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 you know, he, he's roaring as if he's the lion, making all of that noise. So submit yourself back to that stuff. Don't worry about it. God don't, there's a point in time that God is going to bring you out of it. You coming out, you might be, Lord, I've been in this thing for a long time. Oh, we, I don't know. God ain't told nobody, but you coming out. That's why I tell you, I don't know, but you coming out if you hold on. If you be found standing on the word of God, God going to bring you out of that thing. The Hebrew boys, they couldn't come out the fire by themselves. If they came out by themselves, they got burnt. They had to stay with God, and God had to bring them out the fire. See, in the fire, you, you, in the, you think you're in the fire by yourself, and if you leave God, you walk through them flames, you're going to get burnt. But if God with you, they're going to bring you out. You're coming out. Unburnt, no smoke. You know, you guys, you're going to be smelling like you've been barbecuing all day. and You're going to be look, looking good. Let's go back to uh, Exodus. So we got to submit ourselves. Ain't no ill fans of button. Submit yourself un, up under some harsh things. And man, we ain't went under nothing for real. You know, we, we ain't went. I thank God for these little tests and trials. I do. And Lord, I hope these little tests and trials make me strong for the next one. Because, man, if we can't stand this, I don't know what we're going to do. Tap out early. Don't want to deny him. And he said, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up out of the land of the good. I read that one. I'm therefore the truth. Number 10. Come down, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? that I should bring the children of, uh, of Israel out of Egypt. And he forgot that God called him. You know, most of us forgot that God called us, and he said, who am I? And sometimes that's how the saints feel. Who are we, Lord, that we can stand up against this great army? Who are we, God, that we can stand up against the devil? Who are we, God, that we can stand up against those that, that are dying, those that are sick, those that are diseased, those that are, are, are bound with drugs? Who? Who am I, Lord? You got to know who you are. You got to know that it's not you. It's God in you. You know, who am I? Who, who, who is this, Moses? Who does this, Lord? Who, who, what do I do? And he said, certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of the, <laughs> out of Egypt, you shall serve God up on this mountain. Man, that's something right there. He said, I, he said, certainly, I will be with you. And this shall be a token. This shall be a sign that not if, he said, that, that I have sent thee. When? When thou hast brought them out. God knew that they was coming out. Not by Moses, 
but by himself. Because he said, I can't, you know, I, I looked all over and I couldn't find nobody to swear by. I had to swear by myself because there's nobody greater. He said, I'm going to do this thing. When you, when you do it, when thou has brought them out, when you come out, when you bring your kids out, when you bring them to church, when you do it, know that God is with you. It's not if he's going to do it. We got to wonder. I think when you sit and wonder, you're doubting God. You're leaving yourself a big old huge gap. And the gap gets, small gap and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. He said, when you do it, I'm going to be with you. Know that God is with us when we do whatever God plans for us to do. And he said, and Moses said unto God, Behold, when I am come to the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers have sent me unto you. And they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God says unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto them. God knows who he is, saints of God. He said, I am that I am. I am the that is the person that is speaking about somebody. You know, she is this, that, and the other. God said, I had to say who I am first because Moses didn't know who I was. A lot of us didn't know who God, none of us knew who God was. He had to show you who he was, who he is. And he says, God has to identify himself to us. So when God identifies himself to us, we have to get out there and just simply say that God did it. I'm going to tell you that it's not me, it was God. It's I am. Who is I am? God said, I am going to be whatever I need to be to bring my people out. I'm going to be a provider. I'm going to be a healer. I'm going to be a protector. God said, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get my people. God going to do what he got to do to get our children. Ain't no need to worry about let's go on. And because one day we're going to look up and look behind us, there they going to be. Pastor looked up one day and looked behind us, there they is. So if he did it for her, I am going to do it for me. I am going to do it for you. I don't need to worry about that's going to be about our father's business. And know that I am is going to be what he need to be. He was the staff in his hand. He was the rock in the weary land. That's who I am is. He, he's whatever we need God to be. We just got through listening to that song. What is he to you? He said, what that, what the man say? Put, put, put something on it or put a name to it. What is it to you? Put something on your mind. Let him know what he is to you. He's Jehovah Jireh. He was Abraham's provider. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Ra. The Lord that healeth. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Shalom. He's my peace. God is going to be whatever he need me to be. He's going to be whatever he needs you to be. God is going to bring us through, bring us out. Because of who is. And we got to know who we are in God. 
We got to know who we are in God. Paul said, look, he knew who he was. I know who I am, Paul said. I'm going to read some scriptures here. Romans 8. I think this where he was at. He said, for I am persuaded. Who's persuaded this morning? I'm fully persuaded that he's able to keep that which was committed to him. He's going, he, I'm fully persuaded. Can't nothing, can't nothing make me think otherwise. I don't care how hot the trials get. I don't care how long they get. But nothing, I'm fully persuaded that neither life nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nothing. I'm persuaded that in my mind that God is going to keep me. And he said, I am, that's who I am. I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Who else I am? I am strong. I'm not weak. I'm healed. I ain't sick. Whatever God put in me to be, that's what I am. Whatever God put in you, that's what you are. You're strong, you're not weak. You're the head and you're not the tail. You're the, you're the lender, not the borrower. You're the leader and not the follower. That's who you are. You're supposed to be leading folk. We're all leaders. Cause you don't have a microphone, don't have a pulpit, make you one. Make your microphone, make your pulpit out there in the street. I know some scriptures out there that talks about people on the street and preachers mess that up too. They keep people all bound up with the scriptures, not, not teaching them right. Get out there in the street. Jesus was in the street more than he was in the church. That's what, ain't too many people gonna come to church. Gotta get out there and get them. Gotta get out there and compel them. You gotta go out there and be who you are. This is what I used to be. But I'm going to tell you who I am now. I'm a child of the living God. I am the head and not the tail. I can speak a word into your life. You know, you do have power and life in your tongue. Paul said, I am by the grace of God of what I am. And I said, I am what I am by the grace of God because of who I am. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the son of God. I am the true bread. These people, Paul said, I know who I am and whose I am. These people knew who they were. We got to know and recognize who we are, who we belong to. We got to recognize it. And we can't be nothing without I am. God put this in us. And can't nobody take it. What's in you is in you. Can't nobody strip it out of you. They can't burn it out of you. They can't shoot it out of you. What God has put in you, it is for you. And you're going to keep it until the day that you meet the Lord. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. That's who he is. If anybody don't know who you are and you want to know who I am is and what you can be, all you got to do is accept Christ in your life. I know everybody here is saved. 
I'm talking about those out there that don't, that ain't saved. Don't know who they are. Don't know if they got a destination. Don't know if they even got a promise. You got a promise. You are chosen by God. And you can't have your inheritance unless you come into the kingdom. You got to seek God first. Put him first. Ask him to come into your life and lead you and guide you. To where he wants you to be. You got to know. That you know, that you know, that you know that you want to serve this God. And wherever he leads you, you got to find yourself following him. Through the valleys, follow him. On the mountaintop, yeah, I'll follow him. Through pain, I'll follow him. Tribulation, I'll follow him. We got to know him. We got to know him. We want to know him. In the power of his resurrection. Yes, he's going to resurrect us. But we got to know him also in the fellowship of his suffering. We got to bear some pain. But that ain't the end of the story. That one day God is going to send his son back. And those that are dead in Christ shall rise. You're going to rise up again. Know who you are and know who God is. God is, God said, I am that I am. All that you need me to be, I'll be. Paul said, I became all things unto all men that I might win a few. God just trying to win your heart. He loves you. He wants you to love him back. That's all God is trying to do. He's got a place for you. Jesus said, I go prepare a place for you. He's prepared that place for us. That where he is, that we may be also. One day, our name is going to be called. One day, it's going to be called the final call. And that appointment, we will meet. We won't be able to put that appointment off. We ain't going to be able to be like the doctor. I come next week. When he call you, you're going to be there standing before God. But be standing in right standards. Be covered with the blood of Jesus. That's the only way that you're going to meet the Father. You can pray all day, fast, long as you want. But you can't come to the Father, but by Jesus. He said, I am the door. He's the door. Know who you are, saints of God. Know that God is with you and he is the great I am that I am. So when you go out to meet some people, whoever God sent you to, because God don't send you. He didn't just send us to church. He said, I sent. Paul said, how can a preacher preach except he be sent? God ain't sending us here to just to stay here. Come on here. Get some teaching. Get filled up with the word. Filled up with the spirit. So you can be sent out there in the street. Yes, my house ain't right. Everybody ain't saved, but I'm still sent. My brothers and sisters all ain't saved, but I'm still sent. I'm still going where God want me to go. Know that the great I am 
as who he say he is and put your trust in him. God bless you this morning. God bless you this morning. I hope I stirred you. I hope I helped you. I hope most of all that I've encouraged you. And I hope somebody decided to come through the door. I hope somebody made up their mind and said, I want to live for Jesus. I want to know who I am is. Come on, you'll find out who he is. You'll be doing things that you thought you'd never be doing, saying things you thought you'd never say. Sitting around folks saying stuff that this ain't none of me. Out of my character. God bless you this morning. Anybody need prayer? We need to touch and agree. Stand in proxy for anybody. Really?